This is Smoking Out the Closet. Now, here are your hosts, Alex and Raven Greer. Hi, I'm Raven. I use she, her pronouns. Hi, I'm Alex. I use they, them pronouns. And welcome back to another episode of Smoking Smoking Out Out the Closet. Closet. Uh, For those of you who are new to our podcast, we are a, a queer pot cast yeah um where we talk about the intersectionality of cannabis and the lgbt community along with life sex food and whatever the fuck we're feeling like yeah a little bit of everything a little bit of everything all all the time time. like the bull burnham song um so i'm going to say this first and foremost uh at the top of the episode there might be some topics today that we're going to bring up that might trigger some people. Um, a lot of it is anti-LGBT legislation stuff. Um, some of it involves uh, child protective services. Um, and so it's just, want to kind of warn any of those who have either been in foster care, because I know that's traumatic. Hi, yeah, it's very traumatic. I've been um, in foster care. <clears throat> or anything like that, that, you know, hey, this episode might contain some... Uh, Topics that might trigger people. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you- can I say real quick? Yeah. I was talking to a customer at work about Life is Strange True Colors and how that is one of the only games that I feel like has broached the topic of foster care and has done it well. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, I know one of my friends, he was in foster care and he says the exact same thing that you do. And I'm like, shit, that's like a universal experience. Mm-hmm. It's like, I keep forgetting, like, we're not alone in this, We, you know adults now who have been in foster care as kids like it's it freaking changes you well i knew a guy who when i was in the military um he was an orphan for most of his life and never got adopted so he just kind of aged out of the orphanage that shit hurts and he i asked him why join the military he's like what else am i gonna do i'm like fuck Fuck. yeah that shit I can't imagine dealing with that. Um, I feel like I just realized something. Somebody has had to change these blinds before because not all of them match. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I, it's I was staring at the blinds and like one of those is shiny and then those is matte and one of those is an off color of white. See, so yeah, somebody's changed these blinds before. Stupid Venetians. Venetian um, blinds. So, uh. We haven't been saying what strains we've been smoking on these this last few been episodes. The same stuff. I just noticed before we sat down here that it's we haven't been saying it, but it's basically just some of the same stuff we yeah. had. So before. I'm just gonna say what I'm smoking on today. I'm on Terrapin's Java Cake again. And who makes that sour sour papaya? Kind, tree. kind trees sour papaya, which is nice. I'm almost out of it though. I don't know. I'll have to check my our dispensary up here and see if they have it, but or something similar. It's really nice. Like, yeah. This is a what did I call this yesterday? Alex is a functioning human being. Hi. Yeah. Because I came home and I was like, shit, I want to clean because I don't want to clean today when we do groceries because that's too many spoons. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, why don't I, 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 instead of just saying, I don't want to do it and sitting down, I'm like, no, 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 no. Why don't I want to do it? Is there, what's keeping me from doing it? Like breaking down like that possible ADHD brain thing I have. And then like my depression has been bad. It's like, you don't want to do it because your feet hurt because you've been at work for eight hours without a break mm-hmm. that's why you don't want to do it and you're like okay well what can we do to remedy this you could sit down well then you're not going to get back up but you want to do this right i was like smoke pot pick a strain that makes you not hurt which this takes the edge off stuff it makes me feel a little bit more loose right because mm-hmm. like my neck's tense and shit like it's been because i've been sleeping weird recently yeah sleeping hard not long or good but just hard i just go directly to sleep um, I wake up in weird positions. That bone ass tired. Yeah. Sleep. And um, I was like, okay, well, why don't you want to do it? So I smoked some pot. And this is the pot that I was like, I feel like I'm a functioning human being. I did a full eight hours of shift at work and I did some chores at home when I got home. I got to relax and then pick up my wife from work. I was like, shit, this is what's like to be a real human. Um, shit. Jawa case is okay. It, it, I forgot how much of like a weird head feeling it gives me. I don't think I rated this super high, and it's got like really bad dry mouth inducing. Man, I wouldn't be able to deal with that. Um, put my head under the fucking spigot. I have been that thirsty. Have you ever been that thirsty? Yeah. Fuck. You put your head under the sink. Um. But 
and and before we get to our big topics and everything for this episode, I do want to say I am reaching out to a couple people online um, to try getting us some sponsors or potential interviews. And this is so cool because didn't you say we've had been we've had people reaching out to us too? Yeah, like this is well, so cool. I put out in the Twitter for the cannabis community. I put in, hey, our our podcast is very young. We're only this is officially episode twenty four. Yeah, we're still very young. We've only been doing this since September of last year. Um, we're trying to find more guests mm-hmm. um, because we only have the one, which was uh, Jessica. We have another possible one lined up with scheduling and stuff. Your, yeah, one of my coworkers. One of your coworkers wants to come onto our podcast, which I'd love to have her here. I love her. She's so cool. Um, if she already listens to this, hi. <laughs> hi, how are you? Um, but then, like, I was like, you know, either guests or potential sponsorships. Yeah. Because, you know... And don't get me wrong, we've had like a lot of people, like someone who works for Forbes, started following us. Because I tweeted out, I I remember telling you all about the grammar error, and I thought it would be funny. And then somebody was like, maybe they're they're onto something. They checked out our podcast. They followed our podcast uh, Twitter. And I was like, holy shit, that was a joke. Is this how people like start to get internet popular? Mm-hmm. You tweet something out as a joke at somebody, and then they're just like, huh, well, we're just going to run with this here. Holy shit. Because if you imagine if he works at Forbes and they saw our podcast, there's somebody there that probably wants would want an interview, like somewhere down the line or something. It's just, this is crazy. Like there's a couple of social media, like small social media uh, companies are trying to make, you know, their own social media spaces for mm-hmm. cannabis. Um, Glasshouse Farms follows us. Um, I love those guys. There's some awesome stuff over there. Uh a couple uh cannabis come like founders like that are actually like started with cannabis not like big corporate already fuckers but like people who are starting up mm-hmm. some growers um couple of uh um people who work as the farmer as a pharmacist mm-hmm. and the people who understand the chemical side of it yeah um staff writer for high times so that's cool uh, we use you guys articles a lot over there uh teen not high times we usually use marijuana, high times moment. marijuana moment i had a couple from high times um like one, i think team reefer who uh pays for costs associated with cannabis dui and other charges yeah um you know one guy who, timothy mcdowell who works in the cannabis industry and is a two-time cannabis cup award winner that's so cool like we're getting a following we're, we're getting a following this is cool and you know, it, it it's something that I'm really excited about, and also kind of nervous. Yeah, it's excited and nervous, and wow, this is cool. Um, but wow. I do want to get to the point where like we can lit either live off so this podcast cool. or like be able to like travel everywhere and like not have to worry about money. Yeah, and like do stuff with cannabis, and we can report back to everybody. Like we could go live from you know a, a cannabis cup, or you know, yeah. Or like take a stoner trip to Colorado. Yeah, and dispensary like review stuff oh, out there. Or go to yeah. Colorado or like do a live tour and like we go so down cool. the entire West Coast or That'd go down so to the legal states on the East so Coast. Cool. Go to big Pride events because you know we also do Heck LGBT yeah. stuff and. Heck yeah. Dude, can you imagine if we got part like as a voice at Pittsburgh Pride? That'd be so cool. Well, wait, well there was one company you were looking at that was working with. Uh, it was it? metri miatri miatri yeah that was uh it's working with pittsburgh pride because mm-hmm. they do they do stuff with them yeah there was like a it was one of the um so there are a couple there are, i didn't write anything down about this i'm glad you remembered um there are a lot of smaller hey let's get you your card people out here mm-hmm. like there was one person we knew back where we used to live that was the green bridge society that i i love you guys still i still send everybody even out here in pittsburgh to you because i know you do all your stuff remote right mm-hmm. you never have to step in their office everything's remote just like my therapist she she went remote everything's become remote if it can be mm-hmm. save money and costs so a lot of these places around here are popping up of like hey let's get your, your cannabis card let's get you your cannabis card you and, see the little signs on the side of the road yeah, all like the time. Yeah, like, you know, the classic um, fucking election signs is mm-hmm. what I think of. The election style signs. But for, hey, get your cannabis card. There's billboards. There's a bill 
scoreboard there's I saw. There's adverts on, on the radio. It's so cool. And then also, like, Pittsburgh's super big with pride and, like, they're honoring, like, that history we've had in the past with, like, they were referencing the articles of, like, hey, it's helped with HIV and AIDS. It's helped with, like, all of these other things. And, like, the, the cross-section there. And, like, I'm getting choked up just talking about it. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just so cool, and like I would w- want to go to this event. This and it's like an event, event that, that I found on Facebook. I just fell down a whole rabbit hole. I was on one of like the um, it was a tabletop convention. Yeah, the tabletop convention in Monroeville. Uh, it was an event hosted by Wow Cool, cool like Retro Gaming and mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, which I'm a part of. I moved when we moved here. I joined it because I love retro gaming. I love to hook up with other people who like retro games. I'm starting to like build a network to find stuff for our collection right Mm -hmm. and this was an event that we were looking to go to and like then it was like hey related event is this other thing and i think it was something for like a coffee shop i was like i'm not super interested it was like jewelry making right Mm -hmm. and i was like eh, whatever not super my scene this more like cousin and stuff right Mm -hmm. and then i was like no no offense i like that kind of stuff just wasn't what i was looking for yeah and then i was like hey what is this thing and it was all I saw was a rainbow pot leaf. And I was like, this, I, this, I can get behind whatever this is. And that's what it was. It was this, I think it's an all virtual, um, basically seminar to have as many people as they can come and like. It is Matri uh, and True Tea Medical Marijuana Info Session. Oh yeah, um, I sent it to you. I remember yeah. that. Uh, basically, it's need assistance. What to expect? Need assistance in applying for your medical marijuana, medical marijuana card. Many people across the U.S. Uh, uh, this event is an exciting color. It looks like it's to help you get your medical marijuana card. Yeah, it's like, like, hey, let's let's help you. Yeah, but like, still, we we should probably go and at least talk to some of these people and like, it's so cool get though. Some like like an interview or something because this is kind of a similar thing. I don't know if it's going to be on par with what they did. Um, oh shoot, and, and the, could uh, is it Cuts, Cuts Town? Cuts Town with the Greenbridge Society. Yeah, they're yeah. doing another one in April. I don't uh, know if it's is it one of the. I think it might be one of those kind of scale kind of things. Yeah, but this one's virtual, isn't it? I don't know. I have to look at it again. I think this is virtual, so there's only so much they can do. But, like, that one was in person. And they had people, like, selling product and, like, dispensaries and stuff, like, with high – or, like, no, it was the your CBD store people mm-hmm. that they had and, like, the some of the Delta 9 THC people. It was so cool. Uh, also, no, it's in person. It's in person. That's cool. So yeah, it might uh, be 4623 like... Liberty Avenue. We just need to get tickets from Eventbrite, but they're uh, for free. Hmm. So, yeah, it might be something like they did with the Greenbridge Society mm-hmm. then. That's so freaking cool. And, you know, we can at least network or something there. That'd Absolutely. be cool. We definitely should go. Um, getting on to our topics, uh, to start, um, <clears throat> So I don't know if a lot of people have noticed it. So I kind of find it found it thanks to the webcomic AJ and Mang- uh, Mangus or Magnus, um, depending on how you pronounce it, because I've heard both pronunciations for the name. Anyway, um, they are a gay webcomic group that I've talked to personally with working on webtoons and everything. And they had their newest one that says it's okay to say gay and i've said like don't say gay don't say gay all over like my news feed and everything lately and i'm like what the fuck's going on so i looked it up recently and um it was like a day or two ago Mm -hmm. and i did an even deeper dive today florida uh what's going on right now is mostly in florida but other states or republican states are adopting this setup or you know kind of already have their own bills didn't you tell me texas that, that's a different thing. That's a different thing? Okay. Uh, but I would not be surprised if Texas also has this, too. Um, it's adopting, quote-unquote, don't say gay bills. Um, the bill titled the Parental Rights and Education Bill has been uh, has passed Thursday in Florida and will prohibit classroom discussion about, trans, or about sexual orientation or gender identity in the state's primary schools. So basically, it's... You don't don't ask, don't tell mm-hmm. for kids. Um, but this bill has been backed up by big corporations. Um, basically, a lot of what we've discussed about. What are you looking at? I'm just looking at the television. I'm sorry. I'm just 
I'm tripping. I'm it, it, it's okay. I'm stoned. Um, <laughs> but a lot of corporations who do the corporate pride shit, like they'll throw a, la- a rainbow sticker on during Pride Month, but Isn't then it? but then they'll do shit like back up the people who <laughs> sponsor the bills and everything. Disney. That you're saying that I'm actually going mm. to fuck that pisses me off. Oh, actually have Dana Tara, uh, uh, Terrace, who is the creator of Owl House on Disney, which has gay and bi representation and non-binary representation. Yeah. So cool. Um, a lot of LGBT rep on it. Um, basically discuss how she feels because she, I honestly feel like she's the best person for this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put that here. Hopefully we don't have any weird noises from like the phone. Yeah. The phone, yeah. Hi everyone. This is uh, Dana Terrace, the creator of the Owl House. And if you've been following my timeline, you know that Disney was recently found out to be donating large sums of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars to the sponsors and co-sponsors of the Don't Say Gay Bill, a, a bill that effectively tells kids, LGBTQ plus kids, that you don't exist, you don't deserve to exist, and you shouldn't even be talked about. Well, we got we got an email. We got a company-wide email this morning, uh, basically telling us, in summary, Disney as a company is not gonna change doing any of this. We're not gonna ch- not give money to these people, but here are a bunch of flowery and compassionate words to shut you up. The email goes on to say, uh, I believe the, from Bob Chapek, I believe the best way for our company to bring about lasting change is through the inspiring content we produce and the diverse organizations we support. Yes, such diverse organizations as all the Republicans who want to out queer kids against their will and put them in danger. It's honestly hard to talk about this stuff. I'm someone who had a hard time coming to terms with my queerness until my mid-20s because of stuff like this, because I thought I shouldn't exist, because no one even told me I had the option of existing. And man, I know I got bills to pay, but working for this company has been so, has made me so distraught. And I hate, I hate, having moral quandaries about how I feed myself and how I support my loved ones. So I'm going to put this video to an end. I'm And I'm going to end it by saying March 13th, we're doing a charity stream. Um, Twitch.tv at uh, slash Dana Terrace. We're going to do a charity stream that will go to support actual queer organizations to help actual queer kids. Um, and we're not just going to say pretty words to shut you up so thank you hope to see you there and have a good day bye when she's talking about that it made me fucking tear up because their story and my story are super fucking similar like i grew up in a place where it was like it is not okay to be who you are you are who i tell you to be and this is how you're gonna be and this is the way that it is and i I've told you the stories of like mm-hmm. trying to figure out my gender stuff around people who weren't like hip with that. Yeah, and they're basically like, no, no, you're not. Kind no, of you're thing. not. No, you're not. Like, I was and- with somebody who thought, you know, I was I was with a cis male, so that made me straight, even though at the time I identified as bisexual. That kind of shit. And I will say, I'm sorry if that was super loud. I put my phone up max volume because I wasn't sure how loud that's going to be. We can adjust it later, too. Yeah, I'll, well, it's kind of hard to adjust it in Anchor, oh. but I what I can do is I can split the segments and then just put another recording of it in. Yeah. So I'll figure it out. Um, or at least Future Raven will figure it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the Bob uh, Chabek that she was talking about is the current Disney CEO. And essentially is, hey, we like, you know, having like all these great and diverse people in Disney and because it brings in more people for money, but we're still going to support these senators, these congressmen and women who basically are saying, hey, 
it's not okay to be gay. Do, it's not okay to be trans. Do they forget that everybody can see where they they donate mm-hmm. their money to? Do they mm-hmm. forget that because that's the, the what they feel like? Oh, we're gonna put on a happy front face while behind the scenes we are going to donate to all the shit. And this comes around like tax season. Like this is all every tax mm-hmm. season because you file your taxes and those donations are on there. And like that's you anybody can see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and that's that's the thing that pisses me, Dana, and a lot of people off is that Disney is like, oh, we're trying to be inclusive, but I'm like, but you're not putting your money where your mouth is. Yeah, they're like, oh, all. we didn't cancel Owl House because of LGBTQ stuff. We canceled it in the like because we didn't think it was gonna do well in the first season, and I'm like, no, that's that's no. a bullshit lie. I feel like that's what you tracks. told everybody, but that's not the reason. Yeah. Uh. Because I know Dana had to fight tooth and nail to get, like, just the Grom episode. No spoilers, but just the Grom episode. Yeah. If you haven't watched Out House, go watch it. It's on the par with Steven Universe. I need to finish it. Also, I want to watch Steven Universe. Oh, um. That's been on my list. Uh, March 19th, the, new, the second half of season two comes out. Nice. Um. Whoops. Yeah. Blinked. Um, but yeah, definitely I want to go be a part of that twitch stream if i can absolutely at least to help raise money and everything with the 16 dollars i have left in my (laughs) bank account um we just got groceries so yeah we got a bunch of food and the stoner essential snacks oh yeah i found these new fucking doritos they're weird yeah the the buffalo ranch yeah buffalo ranch i used to i don't know if anybody else remembers these my real, real quick rant the the uh shit blue cheese dipped hot wing doritos holy fuck and then they just disappeared they were the part of the jacks line and then they disappeared they just discontinued them i was so pissed and then they got these fuckers and it's similar like a different shade of blue bag and i'm mm-hmm. like maybe this will be similar i hope it is but then you know i'm gonna like it and they're gonna discontinue that yeah too, so it's fine well I mean, we got 3d doritos back so yeah the sweet chili doritos have been phasing out too yeah i don't know how i feel about it um but as Dana said, yeah, it is it is very hard because I didn't know I was trans. I mean, I knew I was like some sort of flavor of sexual, like my sexuality. I thought it was mm-hmm. a bi, and then you know later pan when I learned you know about more than just the two genders. And it, and not saying that you can't be attracted to non-binary people as like a pan a bisexual. It just pans a better fit for me. I mean, we've already gone over this. Yeah, discussion and like before. I have been thinking recently, I might be like more omnisexual i just still call myself queer though because yeah. like i will i am am and have found myself sexually attracted to literally every spectrum on the 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 rays out there you know yeah all of them but yeah just i i was not i was aware that i was some not right very early yeah, like, when you made you used to make your Barbie's kiss. I made my Barbie's kiss, and it made me feel funny. And I was like, oh, "What the heck?" But like, I didn't, I didn't yeah. realize my gender stuff till I was like way later. I figured out the sexuality basic of it um, when I was in mid no high school. Mm-hmm. It's high school when I actually finally picked a ninth grade in high school, and I finally picked the label on it. I was kind of figuring out in middle school though because I was watching gay porn. <laughs> I was trying to. I think college is like area of where I didn't think that L I'm going to call him that. I don't Mm -hmm. know if I said his name on the podcast before when him and I were dating right before that is when I was like, I like women more than I like guys. The fact that I didn't say yes, whenever he asked me out at the party, like at my 18th birthday party was because I had a girl sleeping over and I thought I had a shot with her and I didn't want to like, that's a conflict. Mm-hmm. So I was prioritizing the girl over him. That's how queer I was at the time. Yeah. So I had that figured out. But like my gender stuff, I tried to figure out two years late, like two ish years later. And I got shot down by him because he was just like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. If you're anything but girl, I don't like you. Because I was like, I don't feel like girl all the time. And he's like, You feel like a guy? I was like, No. I just, I kind of feel masculine. But not like a guy, but I don't feel always like a girl. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. If you're anything but a girl, I'm just, I don't, I'm, we're done. <laughs> I was like, well, fucking shit, Christ. Okay, let's shut that down then. 
Yeah, it, it, it's real weird. And like, it, part of it was just we didn't have the language back then. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I do like Cartoon Network a lot, and Nickelodeon's gotten real better too about it. Like, since the whole like Legend of Korra thing, where they were first like, no. Mm-hmm. And then like Loud House came in, and they're like, yeah, let's just fuck it, just fuck it. It's like, it's it's overdue. Kind my of thing. first exposure to that kind of stuff, and at that age, was only like it was Caitlyn Jenner. That was it. Like that's the only and then oh, like the trans the, person you yeah. knew, yeah. And then the 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 pregnant dad. Do you remember like the guy yeah. who got pregnant? And I that blew my mind because I didn't know how any of that worked. Um, I mean, at the time I was watching like C dress, like when I was starting to figure it out, I found C dressa on uh, YouTube. I I got lucky with college did mm-hmm. help a lot because you know the LGBT community there, and I ended up making some real good friends at the uh, resource center. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was really into my um into my like lgbtq I th- we called ourselves safe the student alliance for equality mm-hmm. at rmu and i was super into that and like learned about trans people learned about ace people learned about like a- so much you know and like that was my one of my first exposures to somebody using they them pronouns too and it it's really hard because like like i'm so grateful and a little jealous of the younger kids coming in and having that experience yeah. and having that exposure and that they have that language yeah and that we didn't and it's it's not it's it's a good step in the right direction yeah but then you have these assholes that, like in florida who are trying to say no you, you know we're gonna we're gonna shove this history back into the thing and a lot of people are like oh it's a new thing and i'm like really it's a new thing then tell me why do we have pictures before the 19th like before 1900s of gay men why do we have photographs of gay women like during the the wild west era let's just put it to this way a lot of gay people established the west because they can be who the fuck they were a lot of former slaves escaped out west because it wasn't under the jurisdiction of the united states as much and like it's it's a fucking humans have been gay as long as humans have been humans yeah like there's so much examples of it in like Rome and uh, Greek uh, history, like ancient Rome, ancient and Greece, and like Sappho. The word we get yeah, sapphic from Sappho. the gay lesbian poet, and mm-hmm. everyone's like, "Oh, they're just friends," and like everyone's like, "Sappho and her friend." Yeah, they're friends. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I've never snogged to my friends like that. <laughs> and for those of you who aren't British, sorry, I use a lot of British terminology because my family is British. Like my grandmother was from England. Snog means to kiss. Like hardcore make out. I used to make out with a couple of my friends in high school. I've never, I'm not have, saying you, you can't. I have had so many homoerotic friendships that it's not I'm not, not even saying funny. you can't snog your friends, but I know. Typically, typically, regular don't. friends don't fuck use tongue. Yeah. Um, in any capacity, wink, wink, eyebrows, eyebrows. Eyebrows, eyebrows. Oh, gosh. Um, but <laughs> the thing is, um, and I'm not saying they aren't friends. They're obviously friends with benefits are a thing, but history likes covering up gay people as they're just friends. Yeah. Or they're roommates. And, yeah, that fucking that, that that book, the roommate agreement. Yeah. Plays on that. Also, ow, god, my knee. Whew. Um, uh, and then like you go back with like transgender people. That is that, that there have never only been two. I don't know where the fuck we got the two gender. Yeah, thing I from. mean, the, there's six in the Torah, <laughs> like, and the Jewish, the the Jew, quote unquote Jewish Bible, the Torah has and, six. Yeah, which I don't get why Ben Shapiro, who is Jewish and wears yarmulke all the time, is always like facts are feeling. There's only two genders. I'm like, did you not read your fucking own scripture? Yeah, I'll take a fuck. And like the whole, yeah, like the the gender, the whole gender stuff, and then all of the uh, the transitioning things. They're freaking pictures there aren't they like victorian era paintings of trans women yeah it's it it's gorgeous and like, like and it's not just like a uh, a western thing like there are polynesian cultures and that's argued whether that's west or east but i say east because that's south pacific didn't they see it in like egyptian and egyptian hieroglyphs mm-hmm. yeah and uh like there are polynesian uh people who like will eat a plant that helps them produce more estrogen mm-hmm. the two spirits and native american yeah um that is just strictly i will say just strictly a native american thing i don't like some white people have been trying to you know 
playing yeah, that. No, I'm like, no, 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 no. That no. is a Native American, Native American thing. thing. Don't take me. it. Stop trying to erase them. Um, Stop trying to fucking culturally appropriate shit, fucking white people. Um, there's examples in um, India. There, There is a... If I remember correctly, they actually have a word for a non-binary person, I think, mm -hmm. um, in India. Oh, crap. We're almost on a break. No. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back here in a few minutes. Uh, don't have a sponsor still yet, but hopefully that will change real soon. And we're back. Sorry about that abrupt kind of like send off halfway through a train of thought. Yeah, we got, um, got sidetracked. <laughs> well, you know, we were talking about like transgender stuff that was like, it's not... And we just got such on a roll that we yeah. ended up I having just a look at the time. And I'm like, oh, crap. Um, but, like, transgender, being trans isn't new. No, none of this is new. And people like to think, treat it like it's new and it's something we invented. And it's fucking not. And it's been around in multiple cultures around the world. For a while. For a while. Just to wrap that back, that, that yeah, part up. Yeah, just to wrap about. that up. Um. Speaking of transgender, it leads into my next topic, though, um, that I wanted to talk about. Uh, Texas has some quote-unquote new rules, excuse me, um, from Governor, sent, uh, in a letter sent uh, by Governor Greg Abbott to the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services. Excuse me, I just finished the rest of my Mountain Dew and I'm kind of burpy. Um, you chugged it. I slammed like a third of it. Mm -hmm. uh, in this letter, Abbott instructed the Department of Investigation to invest uh, department to investigate any parents providing gender affirming medical care to any children as child abuse. What the fuck? This started in two counties, um, and I just for people who are international and just people who don't know Texas a whole lot, I just said the big cities that are in these counties. One has Houston, the other one has Dallas. Um, on Tuesday, uh, last week, the ACLU had filed a lawsuit against Abbott in the department on behalf of one family who is currently under investigation. Um, so I got the article that I was using from, um, uh, Texas Monthly, um, which titled, uh, is it illegal to have a transgender child in Texas by Dan Solomon? Um, so what's going on? Basically what I um brought up um receiving uh just potential child abusers if their kids are receiving gender affirming medical care a model of treatment that the texas medical association the texas counseling association and the texas pediatric society agree is the best approach for caring for trans transgender children this includes drugs such as puberty blockers that delay the onset of puberty in pre-adolescent kids, as well as the use of hormones in older kids. Abbott's policy also targets genital surgery procedures, which existing medical guidelines do not recommend for children under the age of 18. Um, did Texas pass a new law to put this policy in fact? No. There is no new law at work here. The Texas legislature, which meets every other year, isn't in session in 2022. Rather, Abbott's letter is based on the uh, based on an opinion opinion issued by Attorney General Ken Paxson on February 15th that interprets existing child abuse laws, specifically Chapter 261 of Texas Family Code, to means that the laws applies to parents who allow their children to be prescribed unmedically necessary gender-affirming treatment. Paxson's opinion does not carry a force of law, although according to Texas A and uh, Apple, uh, A is an Alpha, M is a Mary, law library, such opinions are highly persuasive and generally considered to be authoritative until and unless they are overruled by legislation or court action. You could also argue that the legislation already argues that back because if it's considered medically necessary to treat dysphoria, mm -hmm. which is a medical condition, then shut the fuck up. Exactly. Okay. And now here's my thing, right? 
with intersex kids, they already perceive cosmetic surgery that are not medically necessary. Yeah. Why is that not considered child abuse? Why is forced circumcision outside of religious context not medically necessary? That is not medically necessary. Con not considered child, child abuse. abuse. And now I do get it is under some you know religious you know reasonings for some groups, but those like me who I was never raised. In that Jewish, religion, I was never raised. I don't. I, the only ones I know on the top of my head is Jewish. Yeah, and but most people in the United States with peni are not raised in that religion. Yeah, because I my mom has told me I basically got that done because my grandfather got it done, and my grandfather was like, "Yeah, hey, yeah, you you should have that done." It's and why later well, in life, I want my kids to look like mine, kind yeah. of thing. And later in life, we realize that's not medically necessary. No. And so and like. Sorry, just focusing on the numbers, too. If you look, uncircumcised people, there are, like, what, 20% of them? Mm -hmm. And the rest are circumcised. That's just, it blows me away. Yeah, it's, it's a very small number that are uncircumcised. And when you think it'd be the other way around. Yeah, and it's just because of bullshit, old, you know, religious reasons that are not right. It's like the guy who made Kellogg's. He was a big, you know, advocate for circumcision because he thought it would stop kids from masturbating. Yeah, and he thought cornflakes would stop kids from masturbating. Yeah, you're hilarious. So it, it's from like people like that who like think you know that certain things that we do should not be done, mm -hmm. and it's the American. You know, and, and I'm not saying it's all American Christians or Catholicism, but it's that American. Christianity that we talk about that is widely different from Christianity yep. across the world. Yep. Um, that shit. Mm. And it, it's it's ridiculous. And so that's what I think is what's a, a play here. Um, and it's it's bullshit. And it's just the way for <laughs> there's a plane out there. I'm sorry. Uh, for basically Republicans to still bash on the fact that transgender people are the current boogeyman. Yeah, it fucking pissed me off. And so it's it's bullshit. It really is. It really and such bullshit. It it just gets me heated. So here's what medical experts say about purity blockers and hormone therapy on kids. Using puberty blockers to treat gender dysphoria, the quote-unquote clinical term that describes a mismatch between someone's gender and what they were assigned at birth and which they identify is not unusual. According to the standards of care from the World Professional Association of Transgender Health, WPATH. The idea behind the treatment is that by delaying onset puberty with reversible drugs, which basically puberty blockers is what they're, you know, kind of nicknamed. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it just delays it. It doesn't stop it entirely. Yeah. Once you stop it, your body's going to catch up and start it, kickstart it naturally if you decide, oh, hey, I'm not, like, I was kind of figuring it out. And it gives you time to figure it out, right? Yeah. And so, essentially what it does is once you stop it, you're just going to be a quote-unquote late bloomer puberty, which happens naturally in people. Yeah. So it's not going to do any damage yeah, it to anything. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to not do that. And it just is used to give, you know, them some time to put all their ducks in a row. And some people, like, like oh, it's not that I'm trans, because, you know, we put, there's a lot of the community, especially on Tumblr, that put pressure on kids, and they end up going on hormone therapy or young adults, like, you know, when we figured it out at yeah. age, like 18 to 20, early 20s. Yeah. They're like, oh, you have to go on there, hormone therapy. You have to do this. And you don't have a chance to breathe and kind of take time and figure shit out. Yeah. And then they end up like detransitioning medically yeah. and stuff. And, and that's a very small percentage. But it happens because pressure on either our side or the other side. Where it's like, oh, if you're really transgender, why haven't you medically started? Why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done this? You know what I mean? You, they, don't, they don't give anyone time to figure shit out. No, like my perfect example with me, I, I have not even considered, like I have thought about it once or twice starting like a low dose tea, just because I don't like the way my voice sounds better. Also, mm -hmm. I don't want anything else that comes with it. So I can just do voice training. So I don't want to chemically transition or medically, medically transition. transition. Um, 
however you want to say that, like, I don't, the only thing I want to medically done to transition in that regard is like top surgery. I've been considering top surgery. And because you know how hard it is to compress like double D's underneath a compression sports bra or even like a freaking binder. It is hard. And, And the thing is, there's so much pressure to figure stuff out from every side. And it sucks. Like to be even to like get hormones in this state and everything you have to go like through a therapist and then you have to talk to a doctor and you have to get all these forms signed and it's bullshit you know also can i back up a second that wasn't like offensive what i said what right? like chemically transition you just transition. misspoke because you're ADHD. i did i'm um, I was thinking chemicals like hormones and i was like whoop yeah yeah cool. so uh, sorry. for our listeners um we're pretty sure alex is either ADD or ADHD. we haven't gone to an actual doctor but their therapist who also has it is like, it's like yeah, yeah you're yeah, showing you're, a lot of signs yeah somebody who i used to work with who was who was actually diagnosed he's like you sound like me go 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 here's a doctor go get diagnosed and i was like yeah you know but also like i watch a person on tick on not tiktok but youtube of like how to adhd yeah and it takes so long for an adult to get in to get diagnosed yeah and like since I am, since I'm AFAB, it takes even longer because it gets underdiagnosed of all these years of like, oh, it's depression. Oh, it's anxiety, which I'm already diagnosed with both. Yeah. And like, but it's actually this. And, and the thing is, that's one, when I was on uh, Facebook Reels or videos or whatever they call it, um, mm-hmm. there was one person that was talking about like different things that people with ADD and ADHD do. Um, and it's basically like one was, misuse words oh yeah i showed you that um yeah that you yeah guys, so you I, I was like babe this sounds like me i need you to see it and one of them was you know you'll say something but mean something else like hey can you pass me the mayonnaise and i'll pass you the mayonnaise and you're like you're eating pizza and yeah like, it's like why did i want this i didn't want this that's not what i meant to say you meant to say ranch the ranch and so i i don't think it's offensive because you caught yourself you know yeah, what i mean I was like, Bleh. yeah um Anyway, Sorry, that's I tangent done. Um, let's see. Uh, the idea behind the treatment is that by delaying the onset of puberty with reversible drugs, children who are experiencing gender dysphoria are able to have more time to understand their gender identity before their body undergoes irreversible changes. Hormone th- treatment can be prescribed for teens, and a peer review study published in January of this year in the Public Library of Science found that transgender adults who receive a gender Gender affirming hormones as teenagers had a, had a significantly better mental health outcomes than adults who started later in life. Uh, genital, genital surgery is not recommended for minors according to WPATH and it generally is not performed on those younger than 18. Now, breaking that down, and I know I said that really fast. Yeah. Um, basically i'll use me an example i didn't start hormone therapy till this will be my fifth year till i was 22. yeah um and it is a lot harder because my body's already gone through so much growth as a man Mm -hmm. air quotes man um so it took a lot longer, but if you take people like uh, Gigi and Jazz who started it younger, their bodies without any surgery needed are more feminine than mine was, is, and you know, I might need surgery for like my face or, you know, I don't need it me personally because I was very effeminate looking as a guy to begin with. Yeah. Before you, before you transition, like, or an even early transition, like when you were on your low doses of estrogen, you were very androgynous or like feminine leaning. Because I, I think I look a lot like my mom, the, my father. Yeah. My, my sperm donor. Yeah. As I call him. Um, but there but are I've seen s- pictures of him. You don't fucking look remotely like his kid. Um, but there's a lot of people who I know who want to get uh, FF, FFS or facial, facial feature surgery or facial reconstructive surgery. Um, so their jaw's not as square, you know, they want to get their vocal, you know, their Zadam's vocal shaved and everything to like make their body look more feminine. Um, and I get that, but having hormones younger kind of makes it not as necessary to get those surgeries. Yeah. Cause you don't develop the Adam's apple as big. Ooh, like, sorry. no, cis women do have Adam's apples. 
just not as predominant as they are in men. I've known someone whose Adam's eye was like the cartoon ones, like Goofy has, where he's like, yeah, dur, dur, like that kind of yeah. bump. I've I've seen, seen people, people like that. that, and um, it's it, it kind of stops that, and that's the thing that you know WPATH and a lot of trans right groups and a lot of people who are trans are like. I didn't have the language then, but if, you know, I talked to my parents were like, Hey, if we knew, you know, it would have been a lot easier. We didn't have the language then. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's one of those things like my little sister, she's 11. Almost, no, she's 12. She's she's 12. Turning, no, she's 11. She turns 12 this year. Okay, She gets her Pokemon she, this year. Yeah, I gotta yeah. do a Pokemon. Um, but it's no, she picked Eevee, remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She um, picked her Pokemon, but it's because she came out as a lesbian at like nine or ten, or maybe even eight, like a lot younger than I figured it out. And we're all okay with it and everything, and yeah. not an issue. But we have the language now, yeah, and she has the language not to be able to do that, and that's like the the age I started to actually question things too was like, but also younger than her. But it, like, there was no, she has all this language and it's amazing. She has all the support. Um, so I know you have an article. I do. Also, I'm very thirsty. I'm so sorry. Hold on. It's okay. Whew. Um, but yeah, it, at the end of the day, these Republicans who are super anti LGBT, like, go fuck yourselves. Yeah, directly. Because, you're quoting a part of the Bible that was mistranslated in the 40s. And if I can, f my mom is on the hunt for a Bible that was made in like the late 1800s, early 1900s before this mistranslation happened. Okay, it was, I don't think it was, a, it wasn't a mistranslation, it was a change in the King James Version. And it stuck through the other mm -hmm. versions. No? It they was a, there was a group of people who were um, dissecting the Bible and everything in this one university. And they were um, going over the translations and everything. And the translation, they actually ended up saying, um, man who sleeps with another man. But someone wrote to them saying, like, there's this whole documentary. I'm, uh, I got to refine and everything. It was basically like, hey, someone wrote to them. This does not translate to exactly a man to another man. This is basically man to a boy. Yeah. And this, tra this translate, like, what you're going to start printing in this is going to make a whole lot of issues. It's it's pedophilia. Mm -hmm. It's not fucking being gay. Yeah, it's pedophilia. But why would the Catholic Church... The stereotyping Catholic, yeah. this. The Catholic Church, Church wouldn't want that in there. Mm -hmm. It's like that one guy we talked about previously where he was like, oh, uh, uh, save the children, keep the gays away from them. You know, they're just going to hurt the kids and ends up becoming a, uh, getting arrested for pedophilia. Mm-hmm. Um, you had an article though. I did have an article. Um, it was from shoot, what was it? Marijuana Moment. Marijuana Moment, thanks. Um, it was an update. We were talking about the PA Senate committee and how they're doing their rounds of court hearings for this new um for this new legalization law for like rec and PA. Mm -hmm. And uh we were nowhere we were talking about that. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my voice. It was very windy outside when we were out there. I'm cold. Um, but the PA Senate committee held its second marijuana legalization hearing as the reform bill was drafted. Um, mostly all the legal hangup shit is they're still trying to figure out fucking taxes. There's also a couple things that they had introduced. Um, they recently filed a bill that would allow medical patients to grow their own plants for personal use. Um, and this was something that one of the Democrats in the House had tried to pass earlier in the summer and it, it never got any leverage like mm -hmm. it, didn't, it didn't go anywhere unfortunately um his name street is was the democrat in the house he's also behind another uh recent cannabis measure to provide state level uh protections to banks and insurers that work with cannabis businesses so like building insurance renters insurance um like the bank the banks like fdic that they work with would allow them to cover the money that the bank the, the the cannabis community was bringing to that bank that is that alone i'm sorry to interrupt that uh, is it okay if i talk about yeah go, go ahead um, real, just real quick that that is a really good thing because there was a lot of businesses and stuff out west 
that have such a hard time trying to keep up with these big corporations because they can't get the money, they can't get loans and everything because these banks are like, we can't provide the money because either the FDIC that we work for or work with doesn't allow us or we're as a company not doing that because it is not federally legal in this country. Yeah, and it sucks that a lot of people who are in remote contact with people with cannabis are also considered criminals. That's what it comes mm-hmm. down to is yes, it's legal in your state. Yes, it's legal, whatever. But these places that are overseed also by some sort of federal entity are going to like get upset. So yeah, it's, this is good that we're doing this right now Yeah, it's to good. see how we can, I don't know how you're going to make an exception to a federal law though. What do you mean? Like, because still federally cannabis is, is illegal. So if it's trying to not get people in trouble with like drug money, basically for lack of a better term, you know, um, like, I'm just trying to figure out how that works. I'm actually looking up that right now. On a federal level, all the, uh, this is from uh, criminaldefenselawyer.com, uh, medical marijuana and federal law. On a federal le- level, all mar- marijuana remains illegal. The federal government ca- classifies marijuana, marijuana along with heroin and cocaine as a Schedule One drug with high potential, potential for abuse and little to no medical benefit. As a result, there, uh, as a result of the conflict between federal and state law, residents in some states find themselves using mar- mar- marijuana for medical purposes in compliance with state law while simultaneously vote- violating federal law, such as you and me. Yes. This article discusses here some of the uh, complications that apply when state and federal, uh, when federal and state laws conflict. The Supremacy Clause of the United States Constitution, uh, Article 6, Clause 2, establishes that federal law controls when state and federal law conflict. The Constitution itself, however, provides an exception when it comes to the exercise of police powers. The 10th uh, Amendment of the United States Constitution generally delegates police power to the states. In practical terms, this means that the states cannot prevent federal prosecutions of their citizens, i.e. the DEA or um, AFT, mm-hmm. um, for the use of med- medical marijuana. But by making such use non-criminal on their own laws, they can eliminate state prosecution of those citizens under state law. Okay, so they usually just, what you're saying is they usually prosecute at the state level. So there's really no reason for the federal level Mm -hmm. to step in. Because think about it, the way the state, uh, and there's more if you want me to go deeper into it. But from my understanding, it seems like because the if you notice a lot of the legislation is you're allowed to have this much you're allowed to have this much you're allowed yeah. to have this much and you know recent i don't know when this article was written um it doesn't, it doesn't say um by the way this is by stacy barrett um i want to give credit where credit's due um uh there's there's a lot of different like like here in PA we're only allowed to have this much we're only allowed to have this much. It's very vague thing. though. It's it's super vague. Yeah, but like, like you're allowed to have a three month supply. Is it? Yeah, is what they pushed it since since the pandemic started. Um, but here here here's the thing. In 2013, uh, the Department of Justice under Obama's administration formally announced that it would not interfere with marijuana operations that strictly complied with state regulations. While it is still federally illegal. The Department of Justice is not going to do shit. They're just like basically like hands off. This is your baby. Federal law enforcement would instead narrowly focus on marijuana revenues that appear to fund gangs, distribution of marijuana to minors, marijuana moving across state lines, um, basically where it's legal to illegal. Yeah. Money laundering, violence and firearms used in growing and distributing marijuana, driving under the influence of marijuana, and possession or use uh, on federal property, for example, national parks. Under the Trump administration, the Department of Justice terminated this policy and announced federal prosecution can pursue criminal criminal cases whenever state and federal laws um, collide. 
with marijuana laws collide. So far, the policy reversal has largely been symbolic. Individual federal prosecutors have the discretion to pursue prosecutions that the federal agents bring to them. Um, Law enforcement officers make the vast majority of the rest of the marijuana offenses under the state, not federal law in 2018. Police officers in the United States more, made more arrests for marijuana offenses, mostly possession, rather than any other drug, according to the FBI data from 2018. Now, here's the thing that it becomes an issue. Mm -hmm. So what I got from that real quick was like, basically... If you are breaking something else, something other, some other law with your legal pot, mm -hmm. then they'll have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. So, like, hey, you're driving under the influence. That is just a, a DUI is a DUI. It doesn't matter what mm -hmm. the hell you're on. Um, so they're gonna crack down for that if you're you know, laundering money, shit like that. But that was during the Obama administration. Trump reversed it. Here's the thing. I haven't heard if Biden has, even though that was his campaign promise when he was saying, like, hey, we're gonna legalize it. We're gonna we're going to decriminalize it, is what he said. We're going to take all those people who've been wrongly arrested on this fake war on drugs and get them out of jail. He hasn't fucking done shit with no, that. No, he hasn't done shit. They're I, still in jail. I was on R slash trees today, and someone brought that up. I'm like, you know what? That's a fair fucking point. I'm yeah. going to talk about it a little today. He hasn't done a goddamn thing yet. And the last time he, someone brought it up, he goes, well, I want to make sure all the science is there because I don't want to make sure it, it's it's still not a gateway drug and i'm like it never fucking was it never fucking was and you are the one who said this fake war on drugs that was part of that fake war on drugs fucking propaganda bullshit mm -hmm. That's because what you want to know and someone brought uh also posted it was like the comparisons between alcohol and weed and alcohol is the only drug alcohol is the only thing withdrawal kills you yeah that's legal and don't get me wrong i think alcohol should be legal because when taking responsibly, it's not a bad thing. You know? Like, I've had a beer once or twice. Like, what? I had a half a beer putting my groceries away. Yeah. Also, in small doses, very, very, very small doses, beer has been known to be good for you. Yeah. And and, and most alcohol, it, it's taken responsibly. But alcohol is treated like this big pariah and it's beautiful thing. And it's on the Super Bowl and it's on all these ads and everything. But fucking cannabis gets shot in the foot yeah. anytime they try stepping outside because of these old fucking propaganda um and fucking it, the thing that pisses me off that it comes down to is one kills you and one fucking doesn't mm -hmm. and it's one's legal and one's not because um the quote adam ruins everything uh here here and sorry i got real close on the mic i had to scratch my foot i'm sorry about that i love that show by the way um there's no marijuana deaths but how many hundreds of thousands has smoking killed? How many hundreds of thousands has alcohol killed just in the United States? Yeah. Between alcohol poisoning, drunk, you know, drunk driving, fucking just being inebriated and doing stupid shit. Uh, with the smoking, you got cancers Cancer, and like fucking asthma fires. attacks, fires, like crazy shakes, explosions sometimes because mm -hmm. people yeah. don't are pay attention. And and everyone's like, oh, it's marijuana is the uh, reason why people get hooked on like uh cocaine and heroin i'm so like no it's the opioid epidemic that the big pharma made yeah and, and not, not cannabis helps get helps tame that because heroin used to be prescribed as an over-the-counter drug yeah, and then like, we stopped doing that do and fucking heroin about it. it used to be the answer to some shit when you go to the doctor like oh you have pneumonia you have pneumonia here's a bottle of heroin yeah give him a spoonful at night Fucking codeine used to be given out in cough syrup all the goddamn time. Yeah, and and now we're given like, oh, you just got like, uh, your wisdom teeth removed. Here's like six weeks worth of Vicodin. Yeah, like I broke my wrist. Perfect example. I broke my fucking wrist. I was in no pain. They were like, "What's your pain scale?" A a three. What do you mean a three? I said it aches and throbs a little bit. It's there. I'm not super worried about it. I broke my wrist across the bone and then halfway across the bone and then up on my radius. Like, how does that not fucking hurt? An adult would be in here in tears and made me feel like I didn't know what I was talking about and gave me drugs. They gave me Vicodin. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't even in pain. And then yet when I go get my fucking wisdom teeth removed or when I, you know, shatter my kneecap and tear my patella tendon, since they gave me opioids before, they won't give them to me when I actually freaking need them. Yeah, because... It, the PA has kind of tried to fix it in the last 15 years or so, mm -hmm. but like 
they were a big cause of like a lot of the issue because you know in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s basically these companies were like hey we'll pay you extra money if you give these people this prescription and also like and this sucks this this pisses me off the most and i've seen it happen personally cancer patients are given a morphine drip they can click like every 45 minutes regardless whether they need it or not and sometimes you get people that get in the mindset of i need to click it and they don't really need it and then they make themselves sick with it yeah and it's 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 stupid the quote family guy why cure someone where you can just relieve the ailment and build them every second another way yeah exactly and that's the thing that sucks and it's corporate greed like it took bullshit. four years for the people who hiked up the EpiPen pricing to get sued and reach a settlement. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Four fucking years for anything to get done. Meanwhile, they don't care. They're just going to hit the settlement because all the money they made in the process because people need the fucking EpiPens. Insulin shot up in price. Yeah. It's and, not like something you can't just not fucking buy. Yeah. You're going to die. Yeah. Okay. I have a friend who has type 1 diabetes. I went to high school with him. I know he spreads it out. And I'm like, and someone suggested, do get dog insulin. It works pretty much the same. Yeah. If you go to a vet and get dog insulin, I'm like, what the fuck? And people are wondering why people get sick from getting shit like this that are meant for dogs, yeah. not humans. And you get, they get sick on it because they can't afford regular insulin. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's bullshit. The entire fucking medical industry in this country it's is bullshit. bullshit. We're, we're the only... Hi, like we're the only big quote unquote super we're the we're the biggest military in the world we're the one of the highest uh, economic you know economies in the world like compared to like the eu and everything and like because basically if we go down everyone else is going down like if greek greece goes down it's going to affect us it's going to make bringing the entire eu down but it's going to affect us too but not as bad but if we go down a lot of other countries are going down. Like, we're a big, huge player. We're a big cog. We're a big gear in the world's economy. Mm -hmm. Yet all these other gears that we affect have universal health care. Mm -hmm. But we fucking don't. Yeah, like, what the fuck? But all the Congress, all the people in, like, Congress and everything, universal health care for the rest of their life. Once they serve a term, set up, rest of their life. That's bullshit. That's still, it's catering to the one fucking percent in mm -hmm. this fucking country is what they're doing. God damn it. Like, we, I remember you and me watching a video of a late, uh, guy goes over to England, or the UK. Yeah. And he goes, how much money do you think it, it costs the, to have a baby in America? And the lady was like, I don't know, a hundred bucks? Because I just paid like 50 for parking that day. Yeah, like, I don't know. In a hotel room, that was and, it. And I think it was like, what, $800 yeah. is what? And he said, that's lowballing. Yeah. That's kind of like middle of the row, lowballing, low middle of the row. And she's like, 800 for a baby. And I'm like, yeah, because you know why? Some hospitals charge you $50 just to have skin-to-skin skin skin contact with your fucking child. Yeah. And, like, uh, some of it, too, is it's so much more than that. Like, because they charge you for literally fucking everything. They do. Sometimes it could be upwards of a couple thousand dollars to have a kid in the United States if you don't have health insurance. Yeah, and or even with health insurance. Even with health insurance of what they will cover and what they won't. And, and here's the thing I think is bullshit because um, there's been talks of, like, okay, you, 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 the, the way they upcharge everything is ridiculous, right? You get a, you get a, a, a plaster cast, right? 45% markup on on anything, which is about average for, you know, any industry, like food industry, is like, say McDonald's, right? That one nugget is probably, like, five cents to make. Yeah. But there's 45%, cent, uh, you know, a percent upcharge for that, and that's why you get a box of four of them for, like, two, three dollars. Yeah. That plaster cast probably costs, like, what? Three bucks to make. Yeah. Eight to twelve dollars, probably, ballpark. You know, is what it should cost. You know, that's with putting it on and everything. Not, you know, $237 for yeah. just the cast. Yeah. And that's not to get it off either. Yeah. That's just to just have it on. The, just to have a cast. 
Yeah. Not to mention putting it on all the other stuff. They're like upwards to like 100 to 200 upwards to that a thousand percent uh, profit margin for medical shit. That's fucking ridiculous and unneeded. And it's just unneeded greed is all the fuck it is. How did we get here? I don't get it either. No, how do we how do we get here on this how topic? How did we get here? Oh, we were what the hell are we even fucking talking about? God damn it. <laughs> something about Pennsylvania. I don't know how we got here. Um, oh shit. The last thing I remember was this federal marijuana topics. I talked federal. about my thing with like legalizing it federally. Yeah. How the fuck did we get here? How the fuck we get here? I'm sorry, guys. I'm we so just went sorry. on a major anyway, tangent. Yeah, no, no, this is important to talk about too. God, yeah, just, this is not where we wanted to go with this today. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. We'll, we'll play it back and we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um. Anyway, we should probably wrap this up. Yeah, it's getting to that point. Um, I do have a skittle. Um, so my skittle this week is. So I'm gonna say Sam because that's how they, you know, they said thanks Sam instead of the full name. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just gonna say Sam uh, Qualls, Qualls, Q U A L L S. Qualls. Qualls. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, uh, they are S N Qualls on Twitter in the cannabis community uh, Twitter group that I'm a part of. I made a post. Basically saying, um, hey, we are a young podcast where we talk about LGBT and cannabis stuff. And um, uh, we're looking for either, you know, kind of guests to bring on to your show or potential sponsorships. And I've already talked to a couple of people, Terrapin, Cresco, um, Reefer, uh, Team Reefer Legal Services. Um but Sam was like, hey, can I email you something? I'm like, cool. Basically, they reached out um, and said, hey, uh, if you're interested in, in uh, interviewing uh, Tom, Time Ferris and or Thomas uh, Kupik, uh from Pantheon Collective, I'll let them know. Um, basically, Pantheon Collective is a New York-based cannabis startup uh, focusing on the advancements of the LGBT community and business on entre- business on entrepreneurs in the cannabis industry. That's cool. And that is something I, you know, we talked about before, and I wanted to see. So, thank you, Sam. Yeah, thanks. That's awesome. Um, for giving us this opportunity, I am definitely going to reach out. Um, just got to try figuring out scheduling stuff. Um, but thank you so much for this. I think it'd be really cool to talk to both of them and kind of see what they're doing in New York and so um, cool. see if they have any plans of spreading out and like trying any other states like here in PA or New Jersey. Like, are they just going to say a New York thing, which is not a bad idea, you know, or it's not a bad thing to be just one state. I know it's easier. Um, but just to, you know, let our listeners know that, you know, who live in New York, be like, hey, you guys want to start stuff in new york it's a prime time to do it now yeah. because new york's legal market is still really young yeah um but once again my name is raven i use she her pronouns i'm alex i use they them pronouns and we'll see you guys next week see ya cue the jazzy ending music <laughs> <laughs>